Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Getting Unstuck with Misfits Unplugged, where we're helping highly motivated hustlers achieve success and overcome career hurdles. We're two minority women with a combination of street smarts and corporate America bringing simplified business concepts to everyone. And if you're feeling stuck in your career and having a little bit of trouble trying to figure out what your next step should be, you want to listen to Misfits Unplugged because we're going to be giving you little nuggets to help you get unstuck on the way. I'm Isabel, and that's Brandy. Say hi, Brandy. Hi, Isabel. <laughs> I guess that works. She doesn't follow direction, but it works. Hello, and welcome to episode 11, where Brandy and I are walking you through creating opportunities in your current role and creating opportunities for those around you in your community. So as always, BK, let's hit the ground running and share some of the opportunities that we've created um, in our previous roles, in our current role, and how we've created and paid it forward um, mm-hmm. to create opportunities for the people around us. Awesome. So um, in terms of creating roles for yourself, I'll, I'll, I'll just speak from my experience. And I think I sort of instinctually, even before, you know, in this industry, let's just take this industry in particular, right? I didn't know anything about finance, anything about insurance, hadn't had a second of a degree. (laughs) Um, You know, just really, really green. And I just remember being in the role in that particular situation. I was the executive assistant to the executive assistant of the CEO, which means, you know, in layman's terms, that's like bottom of the totem pole. (laughs) But I think that I've always been really, really observant Um, And I listen a lot. So my natural instinct is to solve problems that other people aren't necessarily picking up on or um, or or looking at opportunities to um, do something that maybe sometimes the room isn't picking up on. So I think for me, it's um, I learned later on after I got all of, you know, my credentials that I was doing what we call filling leadership gaps. And it's literally, you know, watching, observing, seeing what's being asked, you know, seeing where certain things or systems are falling short and creating opportunities to fix them. Um, And I think if you're a natural problem solver, then you probably do that anyway, because (laughs) you kind of go into every situation with a critical eye. Like, so I think for me, I've always been the kind of person that kind of tears things down to build them back up kind of thing. And in my early, you know, career, when I was, you know, kind of raising the ranks, I want to say like the first opportunity that I can remember where I really created an opportunity for myself was when I was working for this same lady. She was an older lady, very knowledgeable about the business, but she was not tech savvy. She did not want anything to do with Excel. She didn't want anything to do with any sort of technology. She was still managing cases on a legal pad. Um, And for me, I was kind of like, why are you doing this? Like, so, you know, I went about the business of taking all of those cases and putting them into a system, learn the system, learn how to jerry-rig the, um, what we call a CRM or a client management um, system and learn how to plug information in a very efficient way that allowed me to start producing reports. And I did that for about 30 days or so. 
and started distributing those reports and all of the management and agents was like we have never had anything like this before I didn't realize that I was creating a situation where they could see their business um and so when that was explained to me I kind of knew like okay like you know this is a stepping block and you know to be honest I think it was maybe six months later that I got promoted to a director like literally so you know I think being really observant looking for opportunities to solve problems will always put you in a position to sort of fill leadership gaps and being really proactive about it like sometimes people don't know what they want and kind of just kind of got to take the bull by the horns and you know I would say that that's a really good example of being really green not knowing much but still finding a way to create an opportunity for myself and for the firm that I was working for yeah so we've said this I've said this in previous episodes that the thing I hate the most or my biggest pet peeve is this is the way we've always done it Mm -hmm. Um, and even 15 20 years in to my career I'm still re-looking at things that I've done and taking a step back and and that skill sets you you create for yourself over time you know a lot of folks earlier on in their career really in the trenches and in the weeds and they're problem solving creating putting band-aids on things and when you are at our level now, you're not only just putting band-aids, but you're also taking a step back and thinking strategically of the impact, big picture, and mm-hmm. need to be changed or improved upon and so on. So I still do that to the things that I've created so that mm-hmm. I don't become a dinosaur. Yeah. And we've heard this throughout our careers about folks being dinosaurs. And it's basically that you keep this mentality, a, a not growth or you know limited growth mentality and new information or new attempts to do things, you know, you reject. So funny enough, you know, we call those dinosaurs. Um, and in both of our scenarios, when we came into firms that we worked with, there was a dinosaur there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what happened in both of our scenarios that we ended up being promoted because we brought new fresh ideas without stepping up people's toes. We attempted both to be collaborators, mm-hmm. uh, but the dinosaurs typically also reject that partnership because they feel threatened. So yeah. One, don't become a dinosaur. Two, keep your mindset, you know, an evolution mindset, a growth mindset, because that can only help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I hear you, Brandy, and I agree with is that we, we started with these dinosaurs. Um, and when I joined the firm I was working with, it was, and I've worked at a few jobs that had um, people with these same type of mindsets. It was, this is the way that we've always done it and it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't as time efficient. You know, the, it's pulling on resources revenue because if we're doing things that are significantly paper like at one of my employers we were printing off emails and filing them away mm-hmm. and i sit here and i'm like why am i printing off this email so you know the revenue that we 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 lost in paper ink files filing cabinets storage you know mm-hmm. people coming in to take these big boxes of documents and storing them mm-hmm. when we're in an, an environment of this digital world so i would just make sure that what I hear you saying is you implemented technology and you evolved and you were attempting to evolve the company and, and alongside people that were ready in the roles, you know, so in those situations, the opportunities that we created were evaluating how the business was done, asking questions and then saying, or looking at where can we save time? Where can yeah. things become more efficient? Um, how can we you know, if we take off, you know, two hours of work, what could we do with those two hours? You know, mm-hmm. how can we expand our support or mm-hmm. our 
it's depending on your firm and what you do because every you know we're talking to a bunch of different industries if you or yourself are working in something and you're saving yourself two, two hours now look at the, look at the big picture is there something that's missing is there an opportunity mm-hmm. that's missing that you can add value yeah Maybe not immediately and you don't know what it is like i can think about you brandy when you mm-hmm. started bringing, building out dashboards at the firm that we worked out together, you weren't a tech background, but you knew the problem. Mm-hmm. You had some ideas about solutions and you partnered with someone who was in that space, who mm-hmm. was able to, to get those skill sets and you know merge it and then mm-hmm. add you know, like dashboard building and report building and all that stuff to your, uh, you know, the arrows in your quiver. And I hate saying this because I have some... <laughs> That works with me. That says it probably at 30 times in a presentation. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that out. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is an arrow in the <laughs> that you were able to align with a subject matter expert and then, you know, take on some of that information and you created an opportunity for yourself because mm-hmm. you encourage your management operational mindset with this piece of the business. And then you also created a strategic business partner, yeah, um, which was awesome. And I'm kind mm-hmm. of in that space now, learning so much more about tech and the, you know, what can what can we use it for, and how to automate and take things away from like, you know, we don't want computers to replace our employees. Mm-hmm. How do we partner to make everything move faster, more efficient, more automated, and yeah, are in a digital environment. So that's number one opportunity that I can think of across mm-hmm. the board that you and I both experienced that really changed the industry that we worked in um so that's number one mm-hmm. uh, so i would just keep saying keep your mindset open growth mindset boss yes shift. you know if, if you feel like you may potentially be a dinosaur take a step back and say what are the areas that i think that i have said this is the way done and it works because mm-hmm. it probably can use a tweak a refresh a, mm-hmm. you know and your employer is only going to thank you um, and commend you, your manager, for taking that approach because it shows mm-hmm. that you have flexibility, creativity, innovation, um, and who doesn't love that at this point in, in any career? Seriously. Mm-hmm. So now let's like jump into like how we open up doors for other people behind us because I think we both are in that space of seeking, op- seeking opportunities but also being opportunity creators. Yeah anything that you can think of that you wanted to share with anyone about continuing to pay it forward? Yeah, I think if you had the mentality and you touched on it a little bit a couple of minutes ago, just, you know, in terms of having a growth mentality. And if, and I think if you stay in that space, um, you're always looking for the next opportunity. And if you're always looking for the next opportunity, then you're not fixated on the thing that you just built. And we talk about being really territorial about things that we build, particularly in businesses, right? Um, And I think for me, you know, I'm a build it and leave it kind of person, right? Like once I've solved the problem, created a, a, a solution and an infrastructure around it so that it doesn't repeat itself, you know, and it's a working mechanism, you know, I delegate it or, you know, I put it into place and I move on to the next thing. And that in and of itself creates opportunities for other people. Um, I think in growth, you have to not only get out of your own way, but you have to get out of other people's way too. And I think that some people um, get stuck really by wanting to hold on to uh, things that they do really well. Um, I do that as well, but I think, you know, by the 
the the mere idea of getting good at something and wanting to get better and better and better automatically makes me less territorial about things that I build. So I think in general, over my career, I've always been the kind of person that is always looking at, okay, how can I make the company grow? Or what impact can I have from where I am? And what does that growth look like? And if I'm able to do that, what what can I take off of my plate or what responsibilities can I give somebody else that will allow them the same growth opportunity, right? So um, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about that. In my early years, we used interns a lot. I always tell people, don't be afraid to intern, even if you are, you know, been in an in, been in an industry for a long time. And let's say you're moving to another industry, you know, nothing about the industry. There's nothing to me more impactful than sitting with, you know, people who know what they're doing and shadowing people. I still use that technique even when I hire people on. Um, and so, you know, in the early years, it was about getting interns and, you know, being able to spot um, talent so to speak, right? So so I'm always interested and passionate for people who are really passionate or or who want to learn, who want to soak up things. Um, and so that gives me a lot of passion to want to teach them because I think at the very core, I am a teacher. Um, even my way of training is <clears throat> not to just teach you what I want you to do, but it's teaching you, you know, what the outcome is, like what the outcome should be giving you the A to Z of that particular process and how I do it and then giving you the freedom to go and kind of, you know, do it yourself. And I think that when you give people freedom like that, they they start to create opportunities for themselves. And it's just really making sure that I'm always in a position where I'm growing and I'm always keeping um, the people around me in mind as I'm growing and, and always looking you know, when I get there, are there any opportunities that's there that, you know, I can pay forward either to colleagues or, you know, to employees. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Yeah, I like, so what you were saying, um, being territorial, I'm guilty of it. So mm -hmm. I, you know, if I were to do my, if I were have to, okay, if I were have to, oh my God, I can't say this. If previous years, I would have done my ABCDs maybe seven or eight years ago, um, one of my blind spots would have been, you know, the territorialness of things. Mm. Uh, and it, was a little, it was a bit of limited thinking on my part, but it was, again, it was all you knew. So mm -hmm. you know, in my previous, previous life, you know, we managed new business and that was my space, my area of expertise. So I owned it. It was my baby, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then that was... The environment that was fostered in my old firm though so it was like you own marketing you own this area you own this area so i was an expertise in this department you know i made all the decisions and the ins and outs of it that was you know people would come to me for that space now fast forward into the firm that i'm in that doesn't work that mentality of the, i own this it's also make you know limited my it's a limited thought about how to to manage it and like for some reason i can't speak today <laughs> but it was and it was a wake up call to come into this firm and realize it was more about a collaboration of yeah. areas and more about sharing what I, if I've created, and today's an example of that, I'm creating an infrastructure specific to two departments that I oversee. So I'm going through, I'm documenting all the roles and responsibilities for each member of the team. 
Um, and then identifying opportunities, creating career planning or career mapping. Mm-hmm. And someone said, hey, Isabel, can I meet with you? I want to pick your brain. Old Isabel would have said, you know, like I made all this work. I put all this effort into it. It's mine. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would have shared bits and pieces of it or so on, but I wouldn't have shared the whole kit and caboodle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, yeah, absolutely. Whatever I can do to help, you know, like let's have a conversation. I showed her everything that I put together, offered myself to work with her because my mindset has changed from this territorial, I own it to, you know, more of a benefit for us to learn from each other. Because mm-hmm. even though I am paying it forward to her and sharing this opportunity of like everything I've already documented and spent the last like year working on yeah, um, and all of my secret sauce, <clears throat> I do it. Um, then I know that this individual, I can also learn so much from, so she'll take it, make it her own. And then mm-hmm. I can go back and say, oh, that's a great idea. I can do it this way. Or why did you do that? And, and understand another person's mentality and approach to things. So yeah, a big, a big shift and I can absolutely own it. Um, but then, you know, you only know what you know. So my yeah. mentality at that point was ownership of something. And that was my success. Mm-hmm. Now I understand that there's a combination of collaboration and ownership. Mm-hmm. I'm still an expertise, uh, an expert in my area, yeah. but I'm even growing more because of the collaboration. So if I mm-hmm. create say, a process doc, a standard operating procedure or project and initiative, I never just do it and I'm done. I mm-hmm. always collaborate. Hey, can you review this? What are your thoughts on this? Is this clear? Then you mm-hmm. learn that, you know, I didn't have it right. Number one, draft. <laughs> draft. You know, there'll be you some missing something or mm-hmm. something that's like really pertinent. Maybe you, you know, when you reread something multiple times and then you miss the word, but you kept reading the word because mm-hmm. you, you, know, you send, you send on that email and then you're like, <laughs> I misspelled this word or I missed a whole piece that I wanted to add in there. Yeah. It's the same mentality and it's helped me significantly grow. Um, mm-hmm. That's the same thing I push forward to the people that I that either reported to me or were collaborative with, with me as peers is to keep that mentality. So that's something yeah. I so I, you know, it's not necessarily I've created an opportunity, but I'm also encouraging people to create the opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something here are some people to collaborate with that can help you continue to learn in this space. Yeah. It's also bringing people together so that they can build relationships. And, you know, I'm also known for like creating opportunities in that way, connecting people. Sure. And you'll mm-hmm. see that this person has moved into this area because they ended up liking that area more. Yeah. It's so giving them some purpose in their career and some clarity there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something I wanted to touch on was the creating roles. Mm-hmm. Specifically because, you know, we, you and I share this as well. We see like there's an opportunity or role we're thinking about, oh, do we know someone that might benefit from this? Mm -hmm. So that's about the relationship building because I can think about someone that I worked with three years ago that I'm like, oh man, they would be really great for this opportunity. Yeah. Connect them, like, you know, to see if it's something they're interested in. And I hope that they do that for me if they see something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that opportunity creation is just something that I get, I gain nothing from. Yeah. I enjoy seeing someone else flourish, someone else, you know, succeed in that space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll add, you know, um, part of creating opportunities for yourself and for other people is, um, you know, not looking at everything, every situation, every role, you know, in, in, you know, this like tunnel, right? I always um, encourage people to look at the bigger picture you know, to um, uh, imagine, you know, not just what uh, you're asked to do, but, you know, all of the moving parts around you 
and expand your vision. Like, um, and I challenge even myself, right? Expand your vision, expand your vision, expand your vision. Because if you're able to do that, then you're not just looking at a situation or a problem or a role in this like tunnel where you don't see any opportunities on the sides of you or for yourself or for other people. I think that it's really um, important for to create uh, a role for yourself. I mean, to me, it it requires a lot of creativity and a lot of vision for you to be able to either act in a way or sell yourself in a way that other people, other leaders want to pull you in. And even you were just talking about, you know, how even you being territorial in your space, a lot of times if you're getting that feedback, it's because the leader or the person that's giving you that feedback sees bigger for you. They want you to get out of, you know, your your specific, you know, role or whatever and expand it. So I think that both of us have done a really good job of, you know, being hired for something seeing opportunities that have allowed us to sort of get proactive, fill leadership gaps, and then, you know, expand that role. Um, And then, you know, once you do that, I mean, sometimes it's a matter of, and, you know, to, to expand your role, I know, you know, the big picture would be to get the better position or more money, but sometimes expanding your position that won't come right away, but you have to be strategic about what you're taking on and how you're expanding your role. So if you do start to transition, you know, to somewhere else that, you know, you take that opportunity to use that experience to, you know, sell yourself in another way. So vision, creativity. I don't know if you have anything to add to that. Yeah. So no matter where you are in your career, and what level so if you're listening to us in your beginning phases of your career versus being a few years in or in our level or above you know it's it's always about keeping this open mindset and looking at the role and fully understanding the role that you're doing and asking questions and being honest like we encourage you to continue to go onto our website do the abcds for getting unstuck mm-hmm. our brainstorming foundational course Uh, And it's just basically walking through your assets, your blind spots, your choices, and your destroyers if you're new here. Um, And it's really about learning more about yourself. Mm -hmm. And we encourage that to be the very first step of everything that you do when you work with Misfits Unplugged. Um, And in this space, no surprise, it's another area that you can use that, you know, and apply it to what you're specifically doing in your role. Like, um, you know, you were hired to be, let's say, an operations entry-level position, uh, understanding the role, asking questions, you know, where do you feel like you're struggling and so on. And then that's your starting point. And that's your point, your roadmap, because now at least you know what you're going to be focused on in the next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you can ask questions to your manager or the people around you to make sure that you're in a good place and Mm -hmm. can use that same philosophy in everything that you're doing. And then once you have you know become successful at what you're doing, then you start thinking about being an opportunity creator. And you know, how was your training when you came on board? Is there anything that's missed that you think that you should be doing and that you know, or something that someone else is doing that you want to learn more about? That's when you start having that opportunity creator mindset. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you also are creating more opportunities for you to advance, not just yeah. take on more work, but also to you know, hopefully add some more, you know, dollars mm-hmm. in your paycheck. Yeah. 
Um, but I always encourage to, you know, not only walk through the door, but hold the door open for the people that are coming behind you. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, as you're creating opportunities, if you say, hey, I want to do X, Y, Z, but I think that there's some more room in this role, or I think mm-hmm. that there's another add-on that we can add to the team. And here's the value that that person can provide. Sure. That's an opportunity creator, um, but you have to find your voice and your confidence to do that. I say, you know, the worst thing that can happen is no. Um, just keep asking questions, keep seeking opportunities, uh, within reason. If I hire, Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't ask me for a promotion on a Friday, you know, but, but create like you and I, Randy, we always talk about the goals. That's the next thing that we're working on, working on Mm -hmm. the smash goals, which I'm excited is coming together. It's looking real good. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really the next step. The next step is your goal setting so that you are holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. to moving the needle in your own career. Because yeah. you're not the person that is trying to take it to the next level. No one out there is going to just be throwing opportunities at you if you're not finding them and keeping those things. You know, I have some people that I've worked with who, you know, they're like years and years and years in their role and they're like, no one has promoted me. Well, I'm, huh? <laughs> you know yeah. where, are the, where are you creating opportunity have you voiced this and said i want xyz very very clearly and worked towards building the skill sets and the opportunity mm-hmm. so there's too many people like that that just expect these things to just be thrown in their lap it's for true towards it mm-hmm. um, and then if you try something it doesn't work change your approach to it because creating opportunities you know and having the opportunity mindset you're not going to get every opportunity not every opportunity you lay out you're going to get yeah but keeping the the mindset to keep changing and then as we've talked about it could be at that firm it could be at another firm but mm-hmm. don't lose the momentum but it has to be a balance between you know momentum and like reality here you know mm-hmm. capable of doing like i'm not uh becoming the president right yeah right. maybe um, you you said yeah real quick i could become president okay (laughs) it'll be a fun it it will be a fun country (laughs) you'll actually be much better at presidency since you follow politics it's all about like reality tv and video games i don't think the country's gonna be you know doing real well after my my term That's so funny. Um, I would say the only thing that I'd add to to that, and I would, because all of that boils down to a lot of what we've talked about in our last, you know, podcast, what what we continue to go over and over and over. And it is um, really staying uh, engaged and being a student of your industry. Because even when it, when we start doing the smash goals a lot of that beginning work is going to be all around you know you learning your industry do you know your industry do you know your boss do you know the responsibilities that your boss has um all of those things you know once you have that information you can start to really really think about where uh you you can start creating opportunity for yourself um it's always looking you know to fill leadership gaps i'll keep throwing that out there because it is um there's an art to being able to observe and you know see um opportunities that other people aren't seeing and being proactive about it like don't uh wait you know for um situations to come up or things to blow up in order to create opportunities either i mean you know i always like i always encourage my staff if you see it 
come to me. Let's talk about it. Don't wait for, you know, a weekly meeting. Don't wait for X, Y, and Z. Um, always come to me so we can, you know, figure out a way. And, and it usually is a teachable moment for either me or for the employee, which, you know, creates another synergy. So, you know, always just being observant, um, anticipating needs, understanding your industry, understanding what people want from you um, in your role and always looking for opportunities to fill leadership gaps. Those things to me, it is a secret sauce to creating opportunity for yourself and others. Yeah, I agree with everything that you just said. I, I appreciate people who have that growth mentality. And like even I say growth mentality, but student of the industry um, or continuing to be the sponge. Mm-hmm. There's only positivity that comes from the people who are completely invested in what they're trying to do. So whether it's listening to Misfits Unplugged podcasts, reading articles, doing e-courses, which we also are working on. So stay That's tuned. coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much opportunity to continue to learn, to move the needle in your career, to you know increase your value your you know life work life balance and there's so much that could come but it all starts with you mm-hmm. so continue to keep this open mindset and sky is the limit brandy before we say goodbye to all of our beautiful misfits is there any words of wisdom that you wanted to drop be a student of life people be a student of life. Observe, observe, observe. Be a student of your environment, of your industry. And I promise you, you will not fail. Sky is the limit. So thank you so much for listening to episode 11, where we talk about opportunities. So we hope you took just a piece to keep you motivated and energetic to the next steps in your career. If you're brand new here, go on to misfitsunplug.com and sign up for a newsletter. We're sending out helpful tips and tricks and exclusive information on a monthly basis misfits unplugged on instagram and most of the social media platforms um and we're dropping knowledge bombs on a daily basis on ig we are a very interactive community so make sure that you are sending us your questions where you're stuck how we can help you any topics you want us to talk through or if you want to be a guest on our on our podcast we want to see more of your lovely faces and we would love to help you one-on-one or learn how you've been successful and if you want to share with the community mm-hmm. so thank you so much take care we love Bye, misfits <laughs>